This is the second volume of my early etudes series, uh, Instrumental. So this one is uh, pieces with uh, no words, just musical instruments. That's uh, what I brought to our little, uh, basically, grown-up writer-slash-musician show-and-tell. I'm listening to an audiobook right now about Leonardo da Vinci. He was just curious. Um, so he wanted to know more about the tongue of the woodpecker. Being an artist is sort of uh, being your own little Leonardo, you know, um, mm. just uh, learning, learning because it's fun. And um, somewhere along the lines, um, maybe the the fun learning bleeds into art in an unexpected way. Mm. One of the ideas that came into my brain when I first um, started making art that I wanted to share with people and finding solace in the notion that making art could be my primary, could be my purpose, could be a way to to have a God-given calling. So I'm talking from about 11 to 15, <laughs> the age of 11 to 15 here. It's been a little, that's a little while ago. Um, one of the terms that I just made up and didn't even know what I meant by it was paganistic. recently re-listened to the audiobook Tribe by Sebastian Younger. There's this story about during, um, I guess, early America, um, sometimes um, the European settlers would um, either be kidnapped or they would escape to live with these Native American populations. Even after they were rescued, it was hard to keep them uh, in Western society. Like they wanted to go mm -hmm. back to tribal society. So maybe they, I guess they were living more in a way that um, their, I guess their genes um, uh, wanted, for lack of a better term. Well, it's a lot not of, just not just mm -hmm. our genes. It's it's you know we have bodies. <laughs> Our bodies and our minds, maybe, were, yeah, it makes sense to me that that would just feel more human. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It, in our genes, uh, it expressed through a need to uh, move in, in nature and... Um, and relate, you know, mm -hmm. and be around humans. Step back, I'm going to attempt a segue. Cognitively, yes, but but ultimately emotionally and spiritually. Good art, I was calling it paganistic. I wasn't sure what I meant by it at the time. 
as you say, our genetic identities um, and how they're expressed, how our genes are expressed in our body minds, um, mostly come from this deep human history that is prehistory, right? That's before anything written. My notion was that if art was really good, you could fill a room, uh, you could fill Carnegie Hall with, with uh, well, people who'd never heard a symphony before. Right, and they would still be moved. They would still be moved by Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. And the way I imagined that art could be most universal is if it was, uh, if the medium could transparently show the feeling. Does that make sense? Basically, when I, what I meant by paganistic was sort of human. Basically, I meant human, right? Uh, art for, for humans in sort of these two tracks, two dynamic poles of, of, my, of my creative work. Folklore, you know, things that are rooted from uh, traditions that are passed from human to human, especially across generations, uh, especially historically in a non-commercial way. And uh, on the other side, really um austere well i so i thought to show that you're serious i thought i should start with especially like very modernist classical music webern the second no the third viennese school i think it was called webern schoenberg schoenberg was the boss have you heard of any of those composers jim i've casually heard of them, but okay. I, I couldn't distinguish their work or anything like that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I totally bought this notion for a little while, especially because I was, you know, I just, I, I knew there were big problems in the world and I was in favor of radical change. And the textbook called these guys radical. People's sense of classical music leaves out um, these early modernist radicals who thought they were the future and who told everyone else <laughs> that what you're doing is out of date, you know, um, and no longer relevant. And, and that, and I was trying to be like those dudes. I favor a lot of social change. So I was drawn to things that were aesthetically described as radical. They weren't necessarily social radicals. I thought I should start with especially like very modernist classical music, but I wasn't all that productive when I tried that approach. Right now, I think this is a good time to listen to um, a question yet unanswered. <laughs> uh, the, the title is a reference to somebody who's sort of taking a third path of, of being rooted in tradition and also being experimental. Um, 
the uh, Yankee composer Charles Ives. Uh, so it's a, the title's a reference to his piece called, uh, I think it's called An Unanswered Question. And that sort of gives a little hint of, of some of the composers, uh, kind of modernist composers that I was, that I ended up liking the most. Hmm. All right? Yeah, absolutely. like the the mixture of emotion which we saw in romanticism uh with with uh, beethoven following the classical period um the classical style it's kind of like almost happier more pleasant kind of mozart sound somewhere in the chaos there's there's harmony, right? And and yeah. and I think the the line kind of bleeds, uh, bleeds over a little bit. In a certain way, even the most radical, dissonant, loud, atonal stuff sounded right to me, um, because my I believed my world and my experience was was dissonant and um, complex. Interesting. So that was your, that's, that's your version of, of death metal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. So I think Caballerismo, a suite of the different uh, backing beats, basically, but just the piano part of them that I've made for, for uh, this song and this sort of dance project called Caballeros, right, or Caballero, um, and it started, this is, here you'll just hear the piano, but it actually started from, from a drum pattern, right, and, and it's a pretty simple cell, it's a crazy simple cell, right, it just, it's chromatic slide up and down, half note, and it builds from there, though, it builds in a sense, it builds in a way that, that passes what Leonard, well, to me, passes. I'm I'm trying to pass the standard that Leonard Bernstein posed for great classical music, which is inevitability, one thing leading to the next, you know? And if you can do that in a way that's both surprising in some sense or exciting, you know, but then also feels inevitable when it's happening, you know, then then you're doing it. And so, yeah, so it, was, it started from um, playing a bomba rhythm, 
It tries to pass the Bernstein test. What I'm enjoying, if the music's working for me, is comparable what you enjoy. Uh, yeah, when when a, a, a rock joint or a hip-hop joint hits you. And could you briefly define for listeners caballerismo? Oh, sure. Yeah, so caballerismo would... Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's a little tricky, isn't it? It would literally mean horsemanship. <laughs> you like horses. <laughs> it's not. But actually, if you sort of if you sort of imagine sort of the footfall of a galloping horse in the background, that does kind of work mm. here. Socially, caballero signifies gentleman. And I've been interested in in interrogating the lo lindo y lo feo, the beautiful and the ugly of Latino masculinities and how uh, they are appropriated and, and, and maybe reclaimed. And yeah, so caballerismo, I would say, is actually more like um, chivalry or gentleman, gentlemaning, the knight's journey or something like that, maybe. You know, let's listen.
didn't hear any horses. <laughs> we do know that, that there's something about music itself that that is so universal. Mm. There's something about art that speaks to us truer than than the world. Mm. And um and and I think that's a powerful thing and an artist at their best, I think, help shape the culture, and um, and I think that's that's a wonderful aspiration for any artist. Well, thank you, bro. And that leads into volume three, which I will be sharing. Marcos de la Guagua. Bandcamp. Com, and you'll find uh, several early etudes. When you hear this, you may find six or more of those up there. Uh, right now, we've been talking about a couple of pieces from Early Etudes, Volume 2, and it's called Instrumental. Dope, man. Wepa.